somewhere in the Houston Midtown area. It's the Sit Down with Slick Vic. Welcome everyone, it's the Sit Down with Slick Vic. Here's your host, Slick Vic, aka Victor Beltran. I'm joined today by an old friend, um, but not an old person, Miss Jennifer Franco. Jennifer, thanks for coming on the show. Sure thing. Happy um, to be here. <laughs> We'll cover a few things uh, about Jennifer. She's had a lot of uh, stuff going on. Uh, how long has it been since we uh, seen each other? It's been a while, huh? It's been a while, yeah. I mean, I think you attended one of my parties, which was nice. Christmas party. A Christmas party, yes. Um, very, very, very well hosted, if oh, I might say. <laughs> thank you. I love to entertain and host. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer has been up to a lot since uh, I last really talked to her. But before we get into all that, um, let's kind of give everybody just a little bit of background about yourself. Um, so I met you at Federal Grill. Shout out to Matt Bryce, uh, Jen Bryce, and uh, fabulous establishment. Um, I think our love for whiskey definitely grew there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mutual bond that we shared. Um, and I think at the time you were going to school at that time. I was. So like many of us uh, were waiting tables and going to school at the same time. Um, so yeah, I was just right around finishing up with my degree. Uh, and I did. I completed school. I did very well. I also I graduated with the honors. Uh, education. Education. Okay. Yeah. So I do have an educational background. I did teach for a little bit. Um, and I learned a lot. I've done my own little studies with the kids and stuff. And I've, I've come to learn so much about just human behavior and human learning. Now, let me ask you this. Um, when did you decide that that was like what you wanted to pursue? Did you always want to be a teacher when you were younger or was it something that you kind of stumbled into? I kind of stumbled into, you know, as many of us, we kind of go into college not really knowing what we want to do. But ultimately, we get some kind of turn of events um, that leads us into a certain path. And I took my first psychology class and I was in love. I was learning so much about human behavior, the human mind and sociology. Why is it that um, humans do what they do? And to learn more about that and to really get into my own um, research, I then took the educational route because it was my play field to learn as well, learn with the kids. Mm -hmm. And you uh, you said you taught a little bit. Did you teach uh, little uh, younger kids or middle school? I stayed with the younger kids. You know, I really, I tried with middle school and high school. No, I stuck with uh, fifth grade, particularly fifth grade science. I taught that for two years there, so. Yeah, it's a little bit easier when they're younger, right? They're not as uh, troublesome? Or? They're not. Uh, they're still in, I guess, a stage where they really need that validation from their teacher. So they seek it, they need it, they work for it. Um, so They're not as corrupt, is what you're saying. No, yeah. <laughs> still yeah. innocent little minds. Yes, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so at what point... Did you make make a shift for let's let's talk a little bit about uh, your current business, uh, mm -hmm. Apparel Up is the name of it. Correct? Yes, yes. It's uh, mainly like a embroidery business for uh, companies like their their uh, uniforms or different right. stuff. Right. So we, it's a screen printing and embroidery business. So anything custom apparel we can do. And aside from, you know, the organizations like football teams and and cheerleaders or anything like that, we actually kind of stay away from that a little bit. Um, we focus more so on big companies and supplying their uniforms. So, for instance, Mercedes, um, they all their employees wear polos with the embroidered emblem. And that's kind of what we do all day long. Electrical companies, dealerships, actually schools, churches and um even restaurants as well. So let me ask you this. So you were, you went to school for education, but now you're a, a successful owner to a screen printing embroidery business. What, how did that happen? What was the, what was the know, inspiration yeah. behind this business? You know, it's crazy. I feel like I have told this story so many times and every single time it just brings back all these memories and stuff. But with all honesty, it happened really, really fast extremely fast actually i think i was just kind of going through something it was summer so you know you're off you have all this time off what are you gonna do i found myself just 
doing a whole lot of nothing um, or just nothing productive. And my brother came to me with an idea. He was already working in this business. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, he was already working in the industry. And um, he told me about it. And my brother's a really smart guy. Mm -hmm. He likes to analyze everything. And um, he told me, Jen, you know, this is kind of what we do. This is what the margins are. Help me. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's buy our machine. Let's buy a machine. I was like, okay, well, I did look at the margins and I'm all about numbers, right? And uh, I was like, wow, this is pretty good. And if you can sell this and sell that, um, well, it'd be just fine. Was, so it, was it initially, like, was he trying to push out like an original design or was it just simple, simply let's provide a service because the numbers are good? Uh, you know, working in that business, being so hands-on and learning every job title there, He's come to learn the numbers. He's oh. learned to do everything, the screen printing, the embroidery. He learned how everything works. But most importantly, how the business works. Mm. And when he came to me with the numbers and the whole process, I was like, okay. So I, he put in the work. He put in the work. He he really did. And for me at that moment, it was just most mostly as an investor, you know, the funds help me get my own machine right okay okay no problem i mean that's my little brother he's younger and i want him to do something uh, and have something uh for himself so uh, i helped him we got it fairly quickly i've learned how to use it and i was like okay you know i can maybe do some shirts for um different businesses here and there and i did and so did he and next thing we know we're working for ourselves in one my parents garage right and I've realized, and he's realized this early on, Jennifer's an asset because of the people that she knows. Right. So when I was getting these orders and he was fulfilling these orders, it was just nonstop work for us. So then it just started to grow a lot quicker than what we thought. You hit the ground running. Yes. Yeah. And next thing I know, it's either time to go back to teaching or not. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's not that I didn't enjoy teaching, but I knew I was just ready to do something, something that challenges me f far more, you know, Right. Um, besides being in a room all day long. <laughs> um, I just wanted a little more freedom. And um, I, I went literally 100% on this. Um, from one day to another, I rented out a commercial space. Very next day, I opened up an LLC, my bank accounts, and it was just like not stopping. I couldn't stop anymore. I had to keep going. And here I am now with many employees, um, two locations, and just accounts coming in from left to right, day to day. Two locations. Wow. I, you know, I remember your first location. I, I remember you were just like, yeah, I just, I don't know why I, I can't recall the occasion why I came to your, to your store, but, uh, I, I saw it and you, you didn't have anything in there yet. You were just barely getting stuff going. Mm -hmm. You were very excited, excited about it. And I was just like, okay, didn't know this was happening, but this is, this is cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I follow you on Instagram and you, you know, you, you definitely have let, uh, the world know how your company has has grown and I, I i see it happening and it's uh you know you went from what one machine how many machines do you have now um i have about one two three maybe like four but, um, but they're big they're right? big they're big so they run a pretty big production um so how many know, how many shirts can you crank out in a day oh like maybe like five thousand maybe yeah. Wow. The printing, the machine does most of the work, yeah. <laughs> but it's more so the folding and packaging that takes a lot of labor as well. And just a preparation to set the job takes some time. But ultimately, the machines do all the work and they um, or a lot of the work and they get it all done. So, yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. I remember uh, when it happened, I was I, I was just curious on how that how that transition happened, because I remember the last time I talked to you, you were kind yeah. of doing school yeah. with the teaching yeah. so you know sometimes you just don't know where life is going to take you but um what people don't realize there's so so much opportunity so many windows or so many doors i like to say so many doors that you can go through and 
uh, I mean, I don't want to say not many people take those or walk through those doors, but you kind of have to explore it. At least go in a little bit, and then if you don't like it, just come out and go on to the next one, you know? Um, how much, uh, I mean, people might say that, oh, well, you shouldn't have, have gone to school because you ended up doing this other business. Um, what do you say about that? Did school help you prepare for this moment? or You know, at first... I'm just thinking about the financial aspect, you know, going into school, four-year university, it, it can put you in debt for many, many people. And even I had scholarships and still I'm in debt, you know, um, and working throughout school and I'm still in debt. Uh, it happens and it happens for pretty much anyone that goes to school. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at first thinking about it, I'm just like, man, if I would have found this or or ran full with this business way before, I'd probably be way ahead now, especially with the money that I spent in school. But I do have an educational degree and I've now realized what um, what I've learned at school. I have now implement all that into my business today. Um, whether it's motivating my employees as I did with motivating my students, um, ha uh, holding them accountable and all that, and also being a role model for them. Um, but also most importantly is um, just the uh, higher order critical thinking skills that I've developed uh, throughout school and the, and and the education degree. Um, what people don't realize um, that we have four literacy skills, which is um, listening, reading, speaking, and writing, right? We all practice this throughout the day, right? Um, we learn to listen as toddlers. We learn these words. We then start to speak. Then we go off to school and learn how to read and write. And uh, we may practice this uh, throughout the day, but people don't realize that thinking is also a literacy skill. For many people, it's quite difficult to organize their thoughts and it really is. It's challenging, you know, in school when we did the whole web map to kind of organize our thoughts right, right. before we would write. It's the same thing. And we need to practice this. But how do we get to the top of the hierarchy? Right. So there's um, Bloom's taxonomy. I would like for people to look into this. Um, and it goes into the different uh, categories of thinking. Mm. At the very bottom is um, what we call remembering. So uh, to give you an example... We have an exam, right? And there is a, uh, a question where you have to match the definition to the word. I mean, if you study for it, it's fairly easy. Right. It's easy. But what about the very top of the hierarchy when it's now creating, drawing, developing? That is the highest order thinking scale. And that's where I am today. I created a whole business. You know how difficult that is? Yeah. So um, if people challenge themselves every day, to practice this literacy skill, which is thinking, to really challenge themselves to throw in that word create in their sentences, right? Um, how can I create, um, I don't know, a table or uh, create um, a song or in this case, a business or a hobby? Um, people, people would be challenged in a different way. And um, I think that's just really important. No, yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. Thinking is a a skill that I think some people, you know, don't don't really work on it as much. Yeah. Um, I always view the brain as like a, a muscle, you yeah, know. Yeah, it is. You have yeah. to work work the brain out, you know. So like, even stuff like playing chess, mm -hmm. or just really complicated like mathematical equations, like if you spend a lot of time doing stuff like that, like you get you physically get tired. Yeah, because because your your thinking is it, it drains the body. I mean, and, yeah. it, and you're right; it's something that um, you need. And I think that is something that helped me out when I went to college as well. Was all mm -hmm. all that extra learning? You sometimes you might take a class, and you're like, "Why am I, why am I taking this class?" But it still gets the brain going, right? It still right. it still has uh, residual effects down the line, right? Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, COVID, right? COVID is uh, still going on. It's still um, having major effects on businesses and mm -hmm. people's lives. Oh, yeah. Um, when, when did you, how long ago did you start the business? 
Uh, I started about maybe three, three years ago. Three years ago. So how how did COVID, you know, in March affect the business? Was there, did you see dips? Was there any? Drastically. I mean, if any business tells you otherwise, they're lying. <laughs> it affected every business one way or another. Right. Um, some good, some bad. Who right. knows? But it affected you some way, right? Um, yeah. I mean, we had these large orders um, ready to go. Right. And we we're about to process them and everybody pretty much canceled. They wanted to cancel their orders to keep the relationship. You know, I'll just I went ahead and did it. So all this money and income that you have coming in is completely done. Now all businesses are closing. So our business is closed. Right. Because we um, we rely on other businesses. So everything's just wiped out. We're pretty much in a lockdown. Right. We have so many restrictions and my employees can't work. Although I can go to my business, I can't really open my doors. Uh, and even even then, no one would be purchasing. That's the reality. So it affected me, affected the business, and affected my employees who I dearly care for. Um, and, you know, they have families at the end of the day, and they need this job to provide. And it saddened me so much. And um, I've never spent so much time alone in my home. You know, so I think that also does something to a human. You know, we're very social creatures, especially I'm probably above average on social. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Um, That's more how, you know, it's come uh, affected you personally, but you know, I'm kind of the same way. I think, you know, we've hung out on plenty of occasions. We worked at federal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I I like to get down, you know, I like to have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, and it, it it affected me as well, you know, especially uh, maybe not in the very, very beginning, but after mm-hmm. a couple months, you know, you kind of miss that interaction with people, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what have you done to deal with that? Have you have you done anything to kind of maybe like I know people have done like a, like in-house dates with with significant others, just have like a little in-house date or the drive through movie theater. I mean, there's there's like. Yeah. Have you looked into that? Well, you know what? It's funny enough because my boyfriend and I were deciding to move in together right Uh around that time. And after spending so much time alone, I was like, yes, um, let's go (laughs) ahead. Let's do it. The market was on fire. I mean, you could pretty much find anything uh, early. Now, you know, you really can't find much. Everyone's acting on it. If they can, they they have. Um, So we ended up moving together. We spent so much time together. And he actually wasn't... um, he was in school at the time and he was doing clinicals at the hospital, right. but because it was just so high risk, they had them just stop. So now here are two people spending so much time, early on relationships, spending so much time in a home together. That was another challenge within itself. Yeah. Is that still recording? Oh, no, I think it stopped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and start. We'll just... Um, uh, have a lot of me in that other shot for oh. a little, for that little bit of time. Okay. All right, there it goes. Just a little technical difficulties, folks. Mm-hmm. But you still have the audio. Um, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah. So how, how has that been? Like, uh, so has that been, don't want to get too personal, but having moved in with somebody during COVID, like mm-hmm. that's a lot of time together. That was a lot of time <laughs> together, a lot. Um, but you know what? I mean, I guess we're still. But uh, he's going... he's working though, right? Yes. So um, he was in school to uh, become an anesthesiologist, and you know, have gone through so much school already. He was just in the last phases um, with um, clinicals and all his rotations and stuff. So um, he's he's done now. He got his job offer and everything. So he's working now. Um, but, you know, not being done at that time, me just having a suffering business during COVID, it was just, it was a lot. And also learning about one another yeah. and how, you know, maybe ourselves not being at our best selves, how does that affect a relationship too? So, um, but I am happy and proud to say that we're good. Oh, good <laughs> yeah, we're good. good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Actually, we had moved into a home, right? And uh, we just recently purchased a home together. Oh, so we, nice. We're moving pretty quick, guys. We really are. Yeah. I think once you know. How long have y'all been together? 
So now it's officially been a year and like four or five months, I think. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know, my, you know, my, me and my girl, I mean, we bought a home, we have a baby. Yeah. And we've been together, you know, for a little over a year. So yeah, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I think once you start hitting these like certain phases in life, it's just, it's just a no go from there. Like straight shot, you just one thing after another, like milestone after milestone, and I just it surprises me how quickly uh, just life just hits you. You know, sometimes yeah. uh, with the whole business, like I said, it was really really fast in my relationship and where I stand now. But if you want it, you know, you'll continue to walk or run that path. If you don't, you kind of stay stagnant, you know, and lost um, until another door opens and you follow that path or something. Um, now, let me ask you this. Um, how, you know, this, this, you know, I feel like the, the state of the country is, is very, like, unbalanced. It's, it's very, lots of friction going okay. on in the country. Um how how have you seen that kind of affect your life? Have, have, do you generally just uh, keep kind of positive people around you to where you don't really have too much negativity? Or have you also had to experience some of this turmoil um, with what's going on? Not just not just politics. But I know. Just, I was like, is this a politics it's, it's, question? It's, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't, uh, I'm not a person who really cares what people's political beliefs are because... I kind of I have friends and family on both sides, right? So, right. which I love, yeah. So it, you know, I, yeah, we could have a conversation about it, but at the end of the day, we're still going to have dinner. We're like, we're still going to talk. We're For still sure. going to have fun. So, I mean, have have you had experience with that in, in in your life? Where right now there's issues not just with politics, but with COVID, and there's like so many polarizing issues currently in this country, and I was just wondering how how it's kind of affected you. Well, we do have COVID. We do have the whole election um, going on um, and just the people suffering um, as well uh, from that. And, you know, I don't like getting into politics too much <laughs> just because people have really strong beliefs and um, that tension. I just or I try to avoid it. Right. But I will say, though, I feel that our country has been more divided than it's ever have. And that is one thing that I just can't stand for. I love this country. Uh, I was born to um, uh, immigrant parents. So for them to have come to this country and done so much to um, raise us and raise us well, I would hate, you know, for our country to, you know, go to shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I mean, the, the way I see it is that like I said, regardless of what side you're on, I mean, let's just keep it civil. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. I feel like it's really just like the far left or the far right. Everybody else that's kind of in the middle is fine. Yeah. Because they're willing to talk about it. Yeah. They're not, you know, it's, and it, what's messed up, I think, is that because everybody has social media, because everybody can post something on, on any, on, you know, any right. platform. You think that all these people are like this, but it's only like a couple of people. Right. And that kind of represents uh, the big majority when in reality, it's just, just a small amount of people that are idiots. Well, um, I will say in uh, psychology, uh, humans like to conform, right? And here we have our leader, President Trump, right? Um, and the way he acts out, he has disrespected uh, women disabled veterans, Hispanics, Mexicans, as myself. Um, he tries to exude power and just confidence, but not in the right way. Very prideful and stubborn. I mean, look at the things that he tweets. I've started to see those Trump supporters become him. You, you can, you know, you're able to point them out. You know who they are because they act out just like him. And that's what I can't stand in this country right now. Um, and uh, it, it's just it's just sad to me. I don't, I don't like it one bit. Um, I'm a leader at work. My employees look up to me. And being a teacher, the students look up to me as a role model. So I know a thing or two about being a leader. And um, at the end of the day, be the person that you needed. Okay, you know a thing or two. Let's just, let's just say tomorrow you're president 
We just we just made you president of the United States. What would you do? How would you handle these things? Well, for one, um, look into uh, global warming and climate change here. Um, it's one thing that probably gets overseen. We probably, I mean, technology has evolved and it's evolved fairly quickly in such a little time. So we're more than capable, but I think there should be more money going into this research. Um, because look at us, it's December. We're out here. It's hot. It's hot. It's, it's hot. hot. It is so, so, so hot here in Houston. And um, uh, look at the uh, glaciers, they're melting. Uh, so now uh, sea level is rising and what people don't realize. So there was a point in life where I had um, a hobby. I love to grow coral. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Right. But the reason why. How did, how did that happen? You, you saw somebody or you saw. A I, I went, um, I went scuba diving and oh, okay. um, instead of gazing at the fish, I was more so impressed by the, uh, the coral. Because without the coral, there's no shelter for right. the fish. So, um, did I just you have became like a big tank, or how did, how did how does that work? Growing coral? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, in my home, and it involves a whole lot of care, and it's actually really expensive. Yes, um, but the reason why I said that is because people don't realize that coral is dying. It is because of the overwhelming heat. So people don't, also don't know that the ocean absorbs so much heat, 80% of the heat. Um, and now the ocean becomes so warm and raising temperatures that the coral is starting to die. And without coral, everything has a domino effect, right? Now the fish have no shelter. So now what's happening with the fish? They're also dying. Yeah. And um, we eat fish, we need fish for many, many reasons. And I think, to me, it's it's a problem. So I try to do my part and grow coral in my home. But, you know, that <laughs> what can I do with that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I'm, uh, I guess I don't, maybe I should do my more of my part. I'm not a big recycler. So I kind of contribute to the problem. But yeah, no, when it comes to like the ocean, you know, there's definitely global warming. There's definitely people polluting. I think yeah. polluting is also a huge problem. The emissions, yes. That alone. Uh, I mean, we own a car, which we all do. Right. Um, it's just, I know there could be more that we could do. Um, so and it seems like you have a more of a, which you are, you're, you're, you're a younger uh, person. What are you like uh, in your mid? I'm 26. 26, mid 20s. Um, but like government is run by a bunch of old people. Yes. Old, older people. I mean, yeah. insult all the old people out there, but, um, our government has so many people who are, you know, 60, 70 years old and they just see things differently because they're, they grew up and were raised in a different time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the issues, you know, with, with people, with the government kind of adapting is because, they just have this old mind mentality. Well, that too. I mean, if you look at Biden, that's actually something that he wants to do. Um, he wants to look into uh, climate change. But, you know, that looks beautiful on paper. Right. Everybody loves to hear that. But, you know, who knows what will be done. But I also think the government knows a lot more than what we do. I mean, look at Jeff, uh, Jeff Bezos and um, Elon Musk. Why are they trying to get people to a different planet? <laughs> I think they know. I think there's more stuff out there that we don't know, but people just need to take a minute to really critically think and ask why are things the way that they are? Why? Why do they want to take people to the moon? Why? Why are they spending their money, their money to do so instead of, I don't know, looking into climate change research or maybe they're conducting their own research? I think they just know more than what we know. Yeah, I think that. They, I mean, definitely. They definitely have a lot of stuff that they don't reveal. But you also got to think about, you know, who, who's, uh, you know, greasing them up, who's putting money in their pockets because, you know, big oil, you mm -hmm. know, they have a lot of money and, you know, they don't they don't want to go. They don't want us to go away from oil because that's going to mean less money for them. Um, I mean, I think you start to see a little bit of transition companies like Exxon and BP to like alternative fuels. 
Oh, but, yeah. But it's out there. It, it's definitely not moving in the direction, or at least in the speed. We just need someone to really enforce it. But um, we're all about money, and that's uh, what uh, the government is as well. And uh, I mean, Houston is run on oil money. You know that. Absolutely. We can't get rid of it. Now let me let me ask you this: since you brought it up, you know the power of money, the the driver of, uh-huh. of the world, right? Okay. Um, have you ever? I mean, you, you you talked about. I'm sure when your so when your business was booming, mm-hmm. things were good, right? Money coming sure, in, sure, every, yes. You know, popping bottles, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, how do you view money? Uh, in 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 terms of how people view it and how you should view it. Uh, I see. I view money as a opportunity. The more capital that I gain, the more opportunities that I have. Right, more things that I can do, more things that I can build. That's how I see it. I just want to keep going. Um, but do you see that there are times where the cost is too high for the money? Um, yes, I I do. Um, but you just have to ask yourself, you know, um, is it worth it? Is it uh, where it interferes with your morals and principles? Um, so in that aspect, yes, and I have seen it. But in my case, you know, I kind of refrain myself from that. So, do you like to tie in, uh, kind of like with you? Um, because so, well, let me, I, I don't think I got an answer, I didn't ask you this question. Um, mm-hmm. the your, your business, or oh, I did, but I remember you were saying that it had to do a lot with, with the money, right? He, he, he did the kind of the, the legwork on showing you, hey, we, you know, the, the numbers and the numbers looked good, so you were kind of influenced by that. Mm-hmm. But did you? Um, now that you've been doing it for a while, do you like it? Like, do you like that feeling of being the boss? Like, you, you know, you're the boss, you know, I CEO, am, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that's got to feel different, right? Than just being someone's employee. Honestly, I think I'm exactly where I need to be. This is, I think, what I was born to do because even at school teaching, I had, again, that leadership role, but I was actually going to continue school to become a principal. I really wanted this school to be well organized. I wanted to do things differently um, to inspire the kids and the work uh, force here, right? Um, the teachers, uh, without them, without them being um, highly motivated, um, we don't have a good education in that school. So I just want to do things differently. I had different ideas and I just want to implement those ideas at school that I would have been a principal at. Um, but now being a boss, CEO of my company, um, I mean, it feels great. Don't get me wrong. It comes with a lot of, lot of challenges working with so many people. And I also work with my brother. You know, we started this together. Um, so, like I said, just challenges of its own. You know, um, you brought him up. So let's talk about your brother. I believe his name is, is Jerry, right? Hey, your Jerry. brother Jerry. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jerry. Um, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, opinions on on do you should you work with family right mm-hmm. i believe biggie said you shouldn't mix business and family in the 10 crack commandments great song so you let's let's hear from you how how uh, how have you found this relationship yeah. i mean I'm, I'm assuming it's has it had an effect on the personal relationship or do you do a good job of kind of keeping those separate you know i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> yeah yeah i think people want to hear you know, that you should work with family and it's okay, but no, I don't recommend it at all. Um, we bump heads a lot, like anyone would, you know, uh, if you had a business partner, a friend, whoever they may be investor, um, because we're family, sometimes we kind of, um, we just have so much leeway, you know, and you want to eliminate that factor. Um, so I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I will say it's very nice to see a family member and work with family day to day. But uh, aside from not seeing eye to eye, I think just that one barrier of just being family and knowing that you probably can get away with a lot, especially he's my younger brother. He's younger. <laughs> he's found success at a much younger, younger age. You know, his friends are practically still in school. So let me tell you, he's already driving a Range Rover. He spends money left to right, um, and we just don't have the same uh, mentality when it comes to being financially literate. Right. And um, 
how that affects the business as well. So that's one aspect there. I think that's been our biggest challenge. And like you said to your money question, basically, and if it comes at a cost or the way that I perceive money, it's not the same way that I do with him. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. That's what I kind of, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I think the people that, that I have found who have worked in the same business and were family members, um, do a really, really good job of, of separating it, you know, but like you were saying, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard. I feel like, if you were to see my brother and I, which everyone does on Instagram, um, social gatherings, they think we're the perfect dynamic duo. They do. We can put a act in front of everybody, but ultimately it's a toxic environment. People don't want to hear that word. Um, so many people are probably in toxic relationships. They don't, they don't like to accept it. And I will say it is a toxic relationship because you are comfortable with one another. You know, you know what you can get away with and you know that person so well that you use those things against them sometimes. And that is a toxic, toxic relationship. So people don't like to hear that, but I'm sure you can agree. Your brother, your sibling, whatever it may be, they know how to push your buttons and they will just for um, just the overall act of feeling better about themselves in that moment to have angered you, triggered right. anger or annoy you or whatever it may be. They know how to push your buttons. And um, yeah, sometimes that happens in the work environment and it is toxic. So I just, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't, I know. It probably doesn't sound so pretty, but that is the reality. And um, I think a lot of people would definitely agree with me. Um, but I know at the end of the day, it is love and we love each other very, very much. Um, we will be celebrating his girlfriend's birthday today and which I'll be there. And I, like I said, I mean, we still work alongside each other, but he, uh, has opened other businesses actually to kind of refrain himself from kind of working with me every day. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's, uh, I, I think, uh, I've seen something, uh, on your, on your story or something. Um, it's like a, a neon light. Yes. So he does, well, he has OMG neon signs. And basically, and it's a trend right now. Everybody loves neon signs. Every business loves to have a neon sign so that people can take a picture in front of the sign, right? It's great for marketing and advertising. And um, that's basically what he's doing. He is running that trend um, and he's created an amazing website where you can create, uh, as a design lab, basically where you can create your own sign So and easily order. So he basically, he, he, he is, his service is making custom neon signs. Yeah. And, uh, when is this, this is a recent, uh, venture that he has pursued? Yes. Uh, probably yeah, three months ago, just about three. Maybe maybe four. Took about a good two months to create this website from day to night, nonstop. To create a website like that. Who, who did the, the creation? Um, so we do have um, a really good friend who does all of our website development. Um, his, his name is Noel and he is... It's uh, Phoenix Marketing, I believe, is what he goes under. Shout out to Phoenix Marketing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, no. Um, so... I'm sure this has kind of been, uh, been like been nice for you, right? Now he's kind of got this other business he's working on, so yes, maybe he kind of gives you a little bit more control of the other business, or well, actually, technically, we completely separated. So I own Apparel Up completely. Oh, okay. Now, um, and he now has brand exposure, um, which is the same exact thing: screen printing and embroidery. We share the facility, but. Um, he now is branded on his own and I'm branded on my own. And let me tell you, it was mostly due to tax purposes. You know, right. like I said, he would kind of wild out on the uh, business card. <laughs> he would. And I understand you see all this money on a business card. Okay. Yeah. You, he thinks he, you can expense anything and you can't. <laughs> and you can't. And after telling him so many times, I was like, look, this is affecting me and affecting my taxes. So um, we can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and we had to separate and he completely agreed. And I think it was for the best again, because you're working with family, you think you can get away with certain things and you do until you push the limits. And I pretty much said, that's it. 
we can't do this anymore. And now it's made him so much more financially uh, responsible now that he has his own LLC and business and his own bank accounts. And yeah, he's very, very responsible now. But again, it's because we're family. He just, you know, so he can get away with it um, until I really, really put my foot down. And that's what I had to do. Okay. <laughs> You're the big sister, right? You had you had to uh, kind of show him, hey, you know, I'm the big sister and uh, it's going to happen like this. Yeah. I it, Yeah, I had to. I mean, don't get me wrong. It went on. I'm surprised it went on as long as it did. But again, as being the big sister, I want to see him happy. I want I almost kind of lived through him. I was like, oh, wow, look at all this. You get to drive this. You get to do this. You get to see this. It's amazing. Um, and it made me really happy because at the end of the day, it was his hard work, his idea. So it was really important for me to uh, see all that. It made me really happy. But at the same time, you got to you gotta work to keep what you have. And that's what people sometimes fall off. They don't realize what all they have in front of them and how easily it can be taken away. Yeah, that's uh, so true. I mean, COVID has definitely shown everyone that, right? Mm-hmm. So many businesses. So many businesses went out of business. Even I, even the bigger businesses that you think, oh, no, that would never happen. But people don't realize so many expenses within just a month. And if you don't have a savings or you can't produce uh, for a good three months, uh, then you're pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah. No one could have seen this coming. No, like, I've never seen anything like this. It's uh, really eye opening and just really scary. And to think that. This can happen again, and it could be five times worse than what it is now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually like, uh, I remember in the beginning. Well, in the beginning, I was one of those people that was like, "Oh, this is, this will be over in a couple months. It's no big yeah. deal." And I, obviously, I was mm-hmm. I was really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it like you like you said, it could be a lot worse because you know it, it's bad. But in terms of what how many people it affects, it's not a it's not a big percentage. And if you had something like, let's just say it affected ten percent of the population, that's a lot. Well, exactly. So this virus has been different. I mean, if you look at Ebola, that was, and the people that it affected. It, it almost completely wiped it out, like wiped them out, right? right? The way that they were falling and just honestly kind of dying from this, it's quite different with COVID because of it affects, I think, your respiratory. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Not respiratory disease. Respiratory area, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a respiratory disease. Yeah. 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 And um, so the people that really affects quite hard is uh those people with pre-existing conditions right and my boyfriend works in a hospital so he sees this all day long and um those are the people that really should be taking care of themselves right and being a lot more cautious um don't get me wrong everyone should because you can affect anyone anyone can carry it um but i would just say if you have a pre-existing condition definitely be careful yeah i think uh a big thing was 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 like health. I think people realize that uh, you know it's not yeah it's yeah, pre existing conditions, but people that aren't taking care of themselves. Who mm-hmm. I think the vitamin C was one of those big people that had a vitamin. Was it D? Whatever well, the sun helps you get D. It- C. C. Okay, yeah. So, because I remember... Or is it D? Now you got me questioning it. <laughs> One of the letters. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> but also zinc for zinc, immune yeah. support. Yes, that was definitely the biggest one. And elderberry for immune support as well. Those are the two things that we were taking religiously. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like just that, that narrative hasn't, hasn't been pushed. Like, you don't hear... There should be like a national campaign to get people to be healthy. Right. But, but of course, that's not good for business, you know, you for know all what? the companies. You know what? think about it. Exactly. You don't see too many commercials of this or that. Or I think they're just wanting to uh, make this vaccine and really profit off of this. Yeah. Or something. It's always about money, you know. It really is. You'd be surprised. I mean, this, yeah, this world is definitely around even, even like in times like these, right? These are These are pretty drastic times corporations don't don't really care like mm-hmm. they still look at the bottom line even mm-hmm. though people people are dying or people are sick or the economy's you know gone to shit they don't care you yeah. know because like you said before in, in the beginning um some people are still making money like they are capitalizing oh yeah out of, out of people's despair 
No, of course, 100%. I mean, I think it was on the news where the your own government, people in the House right now in the Senate, um, yeah, they're capitalizing. They're putting money in their stocks. They're taking advantage of this. What does that say about them, you know? So it's definitely happening. Now, um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, um, where do you see yourself going? Like, what? I mean, I know... Um, this hasn't been like, you know, the best time for your business. So you've definitely probably had to think about shifting or what, what other things you could do to make, you know, make money. You got, you you need money. Everybody needs it. You got to have it. Um, like what, what do you have in any plans, any, where do you see yourself like in five years in terms of your business or do you have anything else you, you are trying to do? Mm -hmm. So let me tell you when, uh, COVID first happened. I was completely shut down. I wasn't making a dollar and I still had to pay rent and I still had to pay on my machines. All, all that was bundling up. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, I would have never thought something like this would happen, right? It's almost like the business was about to be taken away from me. Um, so I started to look into the medical field, which was hot right now, right? All the uh, right. nurses, doctors are working endlessly trying to handle the, um, this virus. And my boyfriend, of course, is in the medical field. And I was like, you know, you can go to school. Go to something that's promised. You know, you you know what you're expected to make. You know, the opportunity is endless there. There's always um, job opportunities in that field. So I was like, I'm going to go with something that is certain. I started looking into nursing school. Uh, one year accelerated program at St. Thomas. Um, then... I really gave it some thought and I knew that I can push through and I did and now I'm here today um, still working hard to keep everything the way it is um, and I still have so many more plans but now I know deep down uh, I'm just going to be a serial entrepreneur because I already have so many ideas for new businesses and stuff and I'm working on one currently um, let me tell you with entrepreneurs any entrepreneur that you meet they're in real estate one way or another. Right. And that's actually my next venture. It's real estate. Well, developing basically. So I'm actually creating or building my first um, subdivision in the Houston Heights. So I'm building a, a three three townhomes in a uh, 5,000 square foot lot, which is rather small, but it's doable. And that is that's literally what I'm working on right now. That is an awesome idea to, to do. Um, I've actually thought about that Um I think it's it's I mean it's it's guaranteed money, right? People it's guaranteed people, money. People need to live. And the housing uh, market is through the roof. Yeah. Uh, as we were buying, we we settled on something that just met our needs. Uh, we weren't in love with it, but you weren't going to find that because everything was going off the market like crazy. So I I had the same issue like uh we would go go with our real estate agent, mm-hmm. go out to look at houses. And we would see one that we liked, and she would tell us, put in an offer. Yeah. Because if you don't, then it's not going to be here. And we were just like, you know, we didn't love it. We liked it. We didn't love it. So we didn't put in an offer. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, she's like, oh, that house, is it's gone. Like, because we were asked about that house, you know, because you start looking at all these different houses, mm-hmm. you start to realize, like, you really, like you said, you really just can't be too picky depending on what your price range is, depending on what what kind of neighborhood you're looking into Mm -hmm. you know those are all uh factors but i think that's a good idea i think real estate is something that you catch it at the right time um Mm -hmm. it can definitely capitalize on it Mm -hmm. for sure um yeah honestly you your profit margin is way higher than uh any stock or bond It, it grows way faster so what, what what words of wisdom would you give to somebody like uh, to somebody who's like Jennifer? You know, you know, I have this idea. It's it's a good idea, but I'm not sure if I should kind of give it my all. If I should really do this, um, what would you tell that person? Have a plan. Have a plan. I know when I first went into it, I had a plan. Um, I knew the steps I needed to take. Uh, And I had a vision, which is the most important thing. People are just like, oh, you know, I want to do this. They may not know how, but you can learn how. But most importantly, you need to have a vision. Where do you really want to take that? Because every single day you have to work 
towards that. Right. Um, so definitely, definitely vision and overall plan uh, step by step on um, how you're going to do it, basically. But um, with anyone that wants to do it, do it. You need to explore that side. You do. because, And if you don't, you're not going to learn. You're not going to gain an experience. And you're not going to most importantly, you're not going to learn whether it's for you or not, whether you like it or you don't, because you can do it and you can fail. That's fine. But you got to convince yourself that I learned something from this. And with what I learned, am I going to do it again? And I'm going to do it right. I think I think that's a very good point. Failure. I yeah. think I think people they're they're scared of it. You know, you shouldn't be scared of failing. You sh- you should be. Obviously, nobody wants to fail. Like you don't. I, I don't think people would uh, embark on something wanting to fail. But yeah. I think just accepting it and understanding that's a part of the process. Let me tell you, I've gotten to a point where, hey, throw all these curveballs at me now so I can learn. Right. Uh, so I can fail or just learn from it because you need to. That's sometimes the only way that you you learn. Um, so I'm okay with it. I fully accepted it. And I think once you accept failure and learning from your mistakes and um, the overall barrier of fear, overcoming fear and taking risks, wow, I think you'd be very successful. Yeah. It's mentally, spiritually, all around, um, just accepting it. And start and stop just, you know, moving away from it. Just embrace it. Fear is good. If things don't, I, I get so much adrenaline from fear. Uh, I mean, what I'm doing now, I'm building three homes. That's crazy. That's really, really scary um, financially. And just construction. I don't know about construction, but I'm going to learn. And I'm going to do whatever I can to succeed. But I know I'm going to make some mistakes. I know I am. And that's okay. But I know I'm going to want to continue to do this because I've learned that real estate is where it is. And I've always I've always been fascinated with real estate always. So, And I know this is where I want to be. I've always wanted to be. So I'm really going to embrace the whole process. Are you also like... Uh like interior designer kind of type or yeah that too i think uh, my love for real estate is seeing all these beautiful homes but also the interior i'm huge with uh, interior design that is my creative medium everyone has their own medium whether it be um, painting uh, playing an instrument singing mine is interior design yeah so we could definitely yeah you'll probably end up uh Having us your service will include maybe uh, remodeling or yeah, more than design. likely yes yeah 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 I mean some of these homes you got to learn what um, what people are buying what they like and then uh, just just take the, all that into consideration and do just that so seeing all these different homes seeing what is selling what people really like and just putting a creative touch to it my creative touch I can't wait to show you guys what it's going to be like i'm working with my architect right now and it's it's going to be completely different yeah well you heard it here folks uh we got we got uh, jennifer the builder now yeah so that's awesome yeah well thanks for coming on thank I think you we covered a lot folks uh, you heard it here first inspirational words of wisdom for a successful entrepreneur follow those words of wisdom get off your lazy ass and follow that dream because if you don't try you'll never succeed yeah I'll never learn. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right, folks. You have a good one.